0: What's going on today, guys? I uh, hope everybody's having a great day. Uh, today, it's just going to be me. Mike's got a prior engagement, so it's going to be me on the air, airways with you. And uh, today's guest, we got Matt Bo it's, it's an excellent episode. I met Matt at Flip Hacking Live uh, down in Orlando. We had a great time, and I really wanted to bring him on the show because he has a very unique perspective in that um, he's... Fairly new to wholesaling, he just started in, and he's been in it for about a year now, right? And um, he kind of walks through some of his some of his journey and some of the some of the uh, I guess frustrations and like uh, challenges that he's had while wholesaling. And I really wanted to really wanted to bring that to you guys for those listeners out there who are thinking about doing wholesaling and and uh, they kind of want to know you know some of those challenges and what to expect within your first year right so this is all still fresh in matt's mind so uh, he really goes over his journey and uh, again some of those things that he went through his mindset how it worked for him and i wanted to bring that to you guys so uh, th- this is just a great episode man so without further ado let's go ahead and get into it hey how's it going this is dan Wynn and mike glassby and this is the military cash flow podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get started creating this Military Cash Flow. What is going on, Military Cash Flow family? Matt B.O. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on the podcast with us and sharing your story. Would you please let our audience know just a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you're doing in the real estate space?
1: Dan, thanks for having me. Um, My name is Matt Bio. I live uh, in Louisiana. I'm actually in Southeast Louisiana now. I've been living here for about four or five years, and uh, I've been in the real estate space for just over a year and uh, really enjoying it. When I find out when I found out about the investor world of real estate, which uh, a buddy of mine was in this mastermind, he was raising money on Facebook. and I uh, out of curiosity, I mean I was kind of looking for some entrepreneurial space, spent the past ten years trying to figure out how to spend a uh, uh, start a business. So I called him up say, hey, man, what's this thing that you're doing? You're raising money for real estate and he's he tells me about this. Uh, flipping business that he's got. He's flipping five or six, seven houses at a time. And uh, so I started looking into how could I work with him. How could I invest with him? And uh, I got into you know what I wanted to do to to invest with him. And then how could I how could I flip houses myself? And then I kind of it wasn't exactly what I thought I would uh, I'd be successful at. And then he goes, man, you know what you need to do. You need to need to wholesale properties to me and I was like what are you talking about go find properties and I'll pay you a, a fee for the properties and I was like okay still what are you talking about How, what you what's this world about and so he started feeding me information sent me podcasts sent me um, videos to watch and it was boom I sat down with my wife one day I came home from lunch early I was like well, we need to talk
0: and she just jumped in with me and here I am <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. So, so you're relatively new to real estate, like at least the investing side. So like, that's really exciting to me, because a lot of our listeners are just now starting to get it. just now starting to get into um, real estate, or they they might have had very, very limited. um, I don't know, not uh, limited knowledge about real estate and how to do it, right. So I I love that you're just now getting started. So we can take that and kind of, uh, you know, Kind of brain pick and, and and pick where you are right now and and uh, kind of dive into those things. But first, before we get into that, like, where did your I guess journey with with money begin? Like, where did your journey with you know just real estate, uh, not real estate, just just financial awareness? What was that like for you growing up? Because I think that's important to see you know that that kind of transition.
1: Yeah. So I I. Yeah, I come from a middle-class family. We didn't have a bunch of stuff. We didn't have a little bit. We were just, we got by. Uh, grew up in a big family. So my dad taught us, you know, save half of every dollar you make. Um, but, you know, we worked jobs as, as a teenager. And um, so I didn't save half of every dollar I make. I probably saved 10% of every dollar, I make, you know, because who listens to dad? <laughs> but... Um, I. We, I never, I never had a large spending habit. We don't, I don't borrow money for a bunch for all the things. But that doesn't mean that you can't get started in real estate. Um, uh, I don't have, I didn't have when I got started a year ago. I didn't have a a plethora of cash to just throw. I mean, I, I went and, and and tapped into some deep savings that I had, that I didn't consider touchable, and talked to my wife and said, "This is, this is what." Um, I want to do, we're going to, we're going to put this money at risk. We're going to invest in marketing. We're going to invest in education and let's go for it. Because for me, working the W2 with the changes in the economy and and I was actually losing my job, which is part of the story. Um, We decided to go into real estate and the, the, the um, I got, I bought a ticket to flip hacking live and I, um, the day before Flip Hacking Live, which was, I considered the first day of my f- official first day of my journey, because right after that, I knew I'd be running. My boss tells me, we got to let you go. And it was, you know, I would heard that before. That wasn't the first time I was being let go. So it was kind of a, okay, okay, this is what, this is what God wants for me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. Let's do it. And so um, after Flip Hacking Live, I started putting together the marketing. I started putting together. And then we worked. I mean, you do it quickly because you don't want to just sit on and work out the little details. You have to put the big details together. And when you put the big details together, the little things only start coming to you when you start working. And so we had to take action if we were going to learn anything useful. And so I spent you know, six months uh, we got some deals done. We did some deals that were awesome. We did some deals that uh, didn't work out, and we did some deals that we didn't make very, money, very much money on. But we took the action. We made offers. We got contracts. We sold contracts. We partnered up. We JV'd. We, you know, and and when I say we, it's my wife and I. But she's actually not in the business. She's just supporting me from behind. You know, she's raising the kids. She's hearing me talk about what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and, and and the other part of the we is every person that you come into contact with is a partner of mine. So if I'm talking to you and we're, we may potentially do business, we're a partner. Because in order for the relationship to work for, or in order for him to make money with me or me to make money with him, we have to partner up. So for me, uh, uh, when I say we, it's literally anybody that I'm I might be doing business with as a partner, How, however short that that term might be.
0: I love that. I love that's so true, man. And a lot of times we don't consider like the people that we're networking with or the people that we uh, do it, just really transactions with on a regular as true partners. But I mean, they, I think you hit it on the head, like regardless of how short that transaction is, um, if we do deals together, likely you're going to do more deals together and it kind of forms itself into a partnership. Right. Um, now one thing you've mentioned about several times, you've mentioned like five or six times already, um, that I don't want to just let slide by is, uh, is your wife, right. And and the importance of making sure that you have your partner involved in it, regardless if they're truly, truly involved in the business or not. Right. You and your wife are a partner. Therefore, you know, you got to make sure it, it, it. it works correctly. How are you navigating that? Because you mentioned a talk that you had with your wife um, when you, when you decided to definitely get into real estate and get into wholesaling, um, how did that talk go? And then also um, how do you effectively communicate with your wife to make sure that, you know, she doesn't feel left out and she understands, you know, what you're doing and, and why you're doing it? Well, you
1: know,
0: effectively, um that's a subjective word right
1: it's a subjective word right so my 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 when we sat down she she didn't know anything about it in fact i had to do flip hacking live because we had a babysitter lined up at one point but she she didn't that never happened so i would come home every day because it was a virtual event i come home every day and i tell her kind of like okay you know This is kind of what I learned, but I didn't want to like push her too much. Like I'm going crazy. I got all these thoughts going through my mind because every day at the end of every day, your, your mind is spinning. And um, but at the end of it, I I called her up and I said, "I've here are the ideas that I have. And it required a lot of commitment financially. It required a lot of commitment um, time-wise and a a little bit of risk from, you know, what if this doesn't work out? I mean, if you're in the business, you're, you're risking one of two things. risking time and or money and uh we were doing both we decided to do both and i'm so glad we did but her her reaction to me was i have no idea what you're about to do i mean she she got the concept but she didn't know the the pros and cons what would it what it would take to do it although i tried to tell her here's what i'm gonna have to be good at here's what i am have to get good at and she said just go for it and um that not everybody gets that reply, but that but it's still when it comes to uh, you know three or four months down the road and you're still working on your first deal, you know you're still putting out mailers, you're still going on appointments, and so walking that journey with her, um, we've had to make a few changes, you know. So, it the money the money started coming in, but then whenever I my actions, whenever my the activities that I would take when I wouldn't do the activities that, that produce results, well, that's why I stopped getting the results. So there was actually a period where I took a few weeks off sending mail mailers out. I'm just going to go ahead and, 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 and uh, um, uh, focus on the leads that I currently have. The new leads stopped coming in. And, uh, so we started to dry up and i you can't do anything, but look, point at yourself when you're failing. Right. And so, um, uh, uh, we had to make a few changes and I ended up partnering up with, with uh, another company a few months ago and she's still like, you know, keep on pushing, keep on going. She's, it's not easy. I mean, look, I got six kids, you know, it, we have a busy life and it's, a, it's an awesome home life, but it's a busy home life. And so the commitment to the business is huge, but the commitment to your family also stays large as well. And so, um, I'm super fortunate to have a wife that's in the journey with me and, and always, uh, she definitely makes sure that whenever it's business time, I go to, I go to work, but I also commit to her. It's like, okay, once the, once the business time is over, you know, I'm probably not as good as her, as it, of it as her, but, uh, cause you're always thinking about the business, you know, and that's the struggle that I have. So, yeah. I mean, it's not easy. Look, at it, What I'm getting at here is it's the being in a, a business, being serious about a business, it's just simply not easy. I, sp- I talk to new people all the time and they think that they can hire a VA or that they can just send out some mailers and talk to some people and they're going to make my ha- money hand over fist. And the truth of the matter is real estate is a very competitive market. Wholesaling, particularly because it has a low level of entry, point of entry. Anybody with a phone and a voice, or you don't even need a voice. You could do it without a <laughs> voice. I mean, I'd Literally anybody with communication can get into real estate. And that's literally what happens. The difference between the people that you're competing against and, uh, and you is the amount of time and the action that you, you put into it. You have to give it time and you have to take the
0: action. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books, you'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group, where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our military cash flow real estate investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing, producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team, and maintain that property. You'll find our one on one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, Or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode man. I'm definitely realizing that myself. <laughs> so yeah. Even, even, with, even yeah. with the team, it's a, it's a more time intensive than what I originally thought of uh, thought it would be. So we're going to get into wholesaling the definitions of it and like how that, how that goes. But I want to focus a little bit more about that risk that you, that you, you took, right? Cause I mean, that's a huge risk. You said you just lost your job, right? And you, you got your wife, you stay at home, you got six kids, right? So you know, some some money's got to be, be coming in. So for you to take this risk, like there had to be like, what was? I mean, there had to be like a something there that was like, yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to take this risk. Was, was, was it all, you know, um, the support of your wife, or was it like something else, or like how how did that happen? Like walk us through that. Like how did that like? Yeah, hey, I'm I'm so- doing it, man. It doesn't matter.
1: I, I didn't stay jobless the whole time being yeah. in, so I worked in oil field. I stayed, um, I worked in oil field for 13 years and I truly loved my job, but, and the people that I got laid off with, I mean, the, the company, I mean, it was just a great company, great people. And so they hired me back a few months later with like a six or eight month. I remember, but it was six or eight months. Hey, we can take you on six or eight months later, uh, for six or eight months. And then they cut me down to, to part time, but at the same time they were allowing me to kind of do a little bit of real estate, just because they were giving me limited uh, limited work, and they just like, look, man, we can still pay you, but do these activities, and then do whatever you're going to do. So I got super fortunate um, having a full time job and able to work my business a little bit while uh, while building that business. So. Uh, I'm not here promoting that you can have a full-time job and be 150% in real estate. As you know, I got I got fortunate. However, um, so I did have some income for a little for a little while, and then it, it cut down. And now that job has I'm not working there anymore. But um, so yeah, I, I it's not um, I, I'm not sure where to go with it from there but um the money still went out very quickly yeah you know you spend money on systems you spend money on mm-hmm. marketing i mean and marketing is just a, it, t- it costs a lot of money i use direct mailers and direct mailers cost a lot and so um that money goes out fast and um if you're if you're paying for your education And depending on the type of education you have that can cost several hundred dollars a month to several thousand dollars a month and so um yeah i mean the risk was how fast could i get started compared to how fast the money's going out and for the first six months the money was going out a lot faster than it was coming in but we had it coming in we got we got a few deals closed and that was kind of always a all right we got we got a little we got we bought us three more months you know, we bought three more months. <laughs> Every deal, bought three more months. Okay, so yeah, that's the and the and you, I'm not out of it. I'm not making money hand over fist. I'm still in the hunt. I'm in it. I'm a year deep. But I'll, I'll, you know, I've, I've, if you're in this business and you're working hard, sometimes you're going to think you're crazy. And I definitely did. And at one point, I told my wife, I like, "Man, I'm, I'm, this is crazy. I mean, we got to keep going." She says, "There's no way." You can just stop now. You just invested, whatever, six, eight months and all this time and education into what you're doing. You can't stop. Oh, man, i married well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely married well because a lot of wives have been like, ah, no, it's, it's about time to give this up. But that's awesome that you, you know, you have that support system behind you and she's willing, she's all, all about it. But I, I think that's so important to uh, to really Uh, highlight, right? So you said you're in it a year, you're not making money over fist yet, man. And a lot of people have this misconception that like, hey, once I go into business with anything, right? um, I'm going to be making money my first two months, my first three months, or my first six months. But that's just not how it is, man. It takes so much energy and effort and time that you're putting in. And you're you're usually not going to see the results that you really want to see for years, usually, right? Like typically, you know, it's going to take some years. So you have to have like that strong support system behind you that like, Hey, you know, have to have it somehow figured out how you plan to continue to make income to provide for your family and things. Right. So uh, I think that's extremely important. And I love that you highlight that and you're so open and honest uh, uh, about that. Right. So let's not sugarcoat it and be like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm doing great and I'm doing awesome as far as like I'm getting deals hand over fist. I mean, that's just, that's just not the way it goes, man. We get a lot of people or we not, we don't get a lot of people. We see a lot of people on the internet and that's what they're saying. I just started last month and, you know, now I'm making six figures all the time. What they're not telling you is that to get to that, you know, that I started last month to get to that, uh, that closing the deal last month, you know, it took, sometimes years of preparation to get to that point, years of time, education, money, like all these things, right? So I think that's a key. Um, Wholesaling, right? Can you give us a a brief overview, a brief uh, 10,000 foot level of what wholesaling is and kind of just some some brief details about it?
1: Wholesaling is a specific skill set of finding deals real estate investors the people that are going to be the end buyer of the product that you find and what we do is we go out we look for for motivated sellers of real estate and um buy their and contract their properties to buy and then sell the contract to the end buyer of the product and um that person usually the end buyer will be a someone who's flipping houses there'll be somebody who is I'm going to rent the property. Um, they might wholesale it, which is a little bit uh, like flipping. and I think that's pretty much it. but um, so the the skill set of wholesaling is its own skill set in and of itself. People that do one don't usually do the other because it's it's very different businesses.
0: Yeah, man. That's, that's definitely true, man. I, speaking from a buy and hold guy and then trying to jump into wholesale, as you guys know, if you're listening, I'm, you know, I started wholesaling. I met, uh, Matt at Flip Hacking Live where I started kind of my wholesaling journey. Um, I think you did went to Flip Hacking, um, a couple of times that, 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 um, event a couple times, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a different business, different different skill sets. Um, yeah, there's some there's some commonalities as far as some of the terms and things like that. And it helps, I guess, being a little um, understanding, buy and hold and understanding renovations and stuff. But um, it's definitely a different, biz, a different business set, a different business type and it takes different skills. So um, I definitely agree with you there. So can you um, kind of give us a, a quick step-by-step like, all right, what you're doing in this space right now? Um, understanding, you, you, you mentioned mailers and you mentioned a few other things that our, our listeners might not know exactly what that is. Can you kind of walk us through, um, just walk us through that process?
1: Yeah. So, when um, probably about three or four or five months ago, I recognized, okay, I had lost my job. I, I, had, I had gone down from part time to full time, uh, from full time to part time on my job. And the money wasn't. It just like man i was I was spinning my wheels and so i what I did was i I was at the time i was I had done three deals I had spent um, about thirty percent of the money i I received as revenue in marketing alone and then a little bit more in sy- in systems and what I was doing I was sending a thousand mailers every week, about three weeks a month and that allowed me to work those those you know i was at a good flow with that amount i was getting you know working the leads getting the calls and i was getting help i was i was in a mastermind um i'm going through the flow and that it just wasn't something wasn't clicking for me and it it i wasn't bringing in i wasn't winning at a level that i felt that i should be winning at the time And I knew I needed to make some changes. So I went and I started thinking about how could I learn this business faster and be more successful and, and, and while I'm learning, make money. So I partnered up with someone who is uh, already in this business, already working inside of a high development business, highly motivated and truly a teamwork. And so I went and partnered up with, um, uh, Adam Whitney and, And Adam is a beast. The guy is working full time in the Marines. The guy just got promoted in the Marines and he's, he's a CEO working with a team of 15 people and somehow do somehow still operating as a highly effective leader. And so when I noticed, okay, that guy, I needed, I need to get on his team. And so I started, I just said, you know, um, I basically, I mean, I had to do some hard selling. It's like, man, you know, I can do your dispo, and he he was he wasn't responsive to, to me. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do dispo dispo sales, I'm going to go in and I'm going to chase this guy down. And um, <laughs> it was a hard sale, but you know, if you're going to do dispo, you're going to be in sales. You might as well sell yourself, right? And so um, he he eventually agreed, and now we've got a really great. I mean, I'm working in a great team. Disposed working well. Uh, we're doing deals and uh, being inside of a business that's very successful, watching the, the things that happen in there. And you said it earlier, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm the man. I, I can do this. I can do that. So the, even people that are very successful, they have their struggles. And you see that in the business. It's their attitude and what they do that changes it. And so I'm learning from that. That's my mastermind now. Like I'm, I'm in it and I'm seeing what's happening. So, you know, later down the road, I'm going to do this for, for, for a little while, you know, later down the road, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll change my gears later down the road, but right now I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to learn, I'm going to take action and I still do my own deals as well. I'm, I'm in the marketing, I'm, I'm sending out my mailers. Um, I've still got my own systems together. I'm still following up with leads and still signing contracts for yeah, myself so, as well as with my
0: partner. Yeah. So Adam's been on the team or Adam's Adam's been on the podcast uh, twice already. Adam Whitney, if you guys don't know who Adam is, is an excellent, excellent individual. He's helped me out with my, uh, with our wholesaling uh, side as well. So um, definitely go look up that, go look up either two of those episodes. He, he talks, uh, we talk in detail, wholesaling um, the, the second time he, he comes on. So it's a really great guy. Um, but yeah, I man, that's awesome. So what you did, basically, if I had to synopsize it, is uh, you were like, "Hey, something's not something's not clicking for me, right? How can I find someone who is in my space that is doing great and possibly partnering with them, uh, add value to them, and then in return, I can maybe." You know, kind of refine my systems a little bit, and maybe you know, figure out what that it factor is that I'm missing, and then apply that to my business. And essentially, it seems like that's what you did with uh, with blackjack with with uh, Adam's team. Like, hey, hey, Adam, this is what I can do for you. I can come on and I can help you with disposition. Um, so, it, for our listeners out there, there's kind of three sides of the wholesale, and there's lead generation where you're generating the actual leads, like sending out the mailers and and or cold calling people. There's your acquisitions team, which is pretty much following up with the leads that are um, or um, like getting the deal under contract, essentially. And then there's a disposition side, which means uh, you are selling the contract, getting rid of the contract. That's where you're working with the sellers and things like that. So you come up to Adam, you're like, hey, I can find people to buy your deals. I can get rid of your deals for you, essentially. Right. Um, right. And and, you know, this is what I can do for you. And in return, I'm just—I just want to be a part of the team, kind of learn and see what you guys are doing. Um, but you're providing value, and you're also getting some value out of it as well. Uh, that's that's definitely a key factor in um, in in a lot of people's story that becomes successful. Right. Um, if you listen to past episodes, we've had several people that did just that. That they find someone who is a, who is a uh, who is an awesome person in their market, whatever field they want to go go with. They align themselves with that person, provide value to them, and then in return, after a year or two years or, or whatever the time is, uh, they're able to take and then understand those systems and use those for the, and apply them to their own business. That's that's phenomenal, man. That's textbook, man. Textbook value add, dude.
1: <laughs> the value add that you talked about there, Dan's is, is the super important part. The, the important part that people forget about, you know, people come to you and they ask for help. Um, but you've got to offer something to them if you're going to ask them for help. And so uh, we give a little bit of time to people that don't have anything to offer because they're super new or they they you haven't recognized it yet. So you, you always try to reach out and help others. But if you really want someone to truly dig deep into you, if you provide something to them, they will spend a tremendous amount of time helping you. And that's what, that's what uh, I offer to others. And that's what people like Adam and, and these other people that I'll call them partners. That's what they do for me. Everybody is a partner.
0: Excellent. It's a, it's a a team building effort, man. And just like you said, you know, wholesaling, especially has such a low barrier of entry that, you know, you, you really need to find these people that are doing great things. I mean, if you go out alone, yeah, you might, you, you know, you might do a deal here or there. Um, But, you know, unless you join a team and you kind of align yourselves and, and see what that just like, you know, like, like Matt talked about what that missing piece of your function is then it's going to take, you know, it, it's going to take a long time for you to really transact a deal. And, um, you know, that's, it, it, it's crazy that you're saying that. And it's, it's like, you're speaking directly to me because, you know, I've been, I've been doing wholesaling now for almost, for almost a month now. Right. And, and there's something that I, I feel like there's something that's just missing, man. There's something that's just missing. And now you got me like reevaluating, like, huh, I need to go back and talk to my team and figure out, you know, like maybe there's something, you know, someone that we can, we can possibly align with or something that, you know, we can do to figure out what, you know, pay, pay for consulting something. Right. Like, cause uh, yeah. it, I mean, it's only been a month. It's only been a month to be fair, but still, you know, you get that, you get that, you know, like, uh, I don't that know. Doesn't you go get that doesn't go away. Exactly. Right. So it doesn't go away. <laughs> I,
1: I, I'm people are like, how's your business doing? <clears throat> and I'm like, like, he's, I'm not, I'm super transparent. Um, I'm, I'm, Sometimes I'll consider myself a little bit too transparent because I'm going, uh, you know, do people think that I'm just not doing anything? Do they think I'm just a complete failure because I'm self-deprecating, which is not a good quality to have? But here's the thing. Every, 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 every day in this business, there feels like there's something missing because when you fix one system, it something else is bottlenecky. Something is always going to be bottleneck. It's never going to be a free-flowing Flow of revenue running through your business that's just happening because everything's just working out tremendously. There's always going to be a bottleneck, even if your bottleneck works very well, it's going to be your bottleneck. And that little tweet you're looking for that little tweet lead generation not, not doing great, right? So, you get lead generation to, to flow better, lead generation flowing better. You better have your acquisitions team ready for the leads. If your lead generation is coming up and your lead visions. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a team member. It could be a process. It could be how are we talk to people. It could be coaching. It could be coaching yourself if you're if you're also in the a- acquisition side of it. Once you get that going, your dispositions team better be working well too. And then your at transactions coordinator, if you have one, better be on top of it. And and you're you're if you're the CEO of your company, you're responsible for everything. So you put your your energy where the energy needs the most. But you always have a little bit of a hand in everything. And so always looking for that tweak that tweak and that 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 search never goes away
0: that's that's part of being an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah man that's, that's you you're right on dude you're right on so so let's give us give the audience some of the goods man let's let's walk through um, ideally right let's walk through how this works i have a contract i i got one of your mailers for those of you who don't know you know you send out well, how do you even do that? I have a property and and I'm in your area. How do you even get in contact with me? Uh, and I have a, I'm in a distressed situation. I have a property that I just inherited that I don't want. That's you know half of it's burnt down or something like that. How do you even get in contact with me? And then let's walk through the process just to just to really you know uh, operationalize how this works for uh, for our listeners. So the
1: process is really a discovery process. If you're gonna if you're going to win a contract from someone. They have to feel that you're helping them. Uh, they're not going to just uh, throw out your, their real estate at you and say, yeah, go ahead and just make as much money as you can with it. They have a problem to solve. That's why they're motivated. You're looking for motivated real estate owners that want to sell. And uh, most usually they, they, they will tell you that they want to sell. They don't need to sell. But deep inside, they're calling you or they're answering your mail or they're uh, answering the phone call and they're giving you attention because there's something motivating them. What that motivation is, it it might be that they have a really great, nice house sitting on top of a hill that's worth half a million dollars and they don't really need to sell it. They're not motivated enough, but you need someone who's motivated enough. And so you search to find out what is their pain point and you address that pain point. Um,
0: so let, let's, let's say, know. let's say I'm that I'm that dude right now. And I just inherited a property that the roof is burnt and they're making me pay property taxes. And then, and I got the city like up my behind, like trying to get it fixed. But I, you know, I just inherited this thing. I don't want it. Right. Like, right. So, so let's walk through it. Let's do a little bit of role-playing, man. Oh, Role-play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good right here. This is a good stuff. So Dan, I, I, you've, you've gone through all of your,
1: uh, your, your house. It sounds like your house has got a, uh, Roof on it. It needs a lot of work. Uh, So uh, since your house's roof is is no longer uh, functioning since of the fire, now you've got probably mold in it. The electrical needs to be pulled. The plumbing is going to have to be redone if that's been damaged. The entire new flooring, new walls. Um and 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 the mold remediation is always expensive. Uh, Do you have any idea of how much that would cost? And then you, you go through.
0: No, I, I, I don't have, I don't I have no idea how much it's going to cost. And but I know it's going to be more than what I'm <laughs> more than what I have.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what uh, this is what we specialize in. I specialize in, in, in handling these types of properties and, and helping somebody like you uh, offload that property out of a number that works for us and one that works for you. And so we walk through that process of discovery and that, that may take several phone calls it's it's really it needs to be that conversation needs to be about the seller and about how you can help them and they're going to have to learn earn trust from you um they don't i've never had someone just throw their deal with well, the people that wanted to just throw their deal at me didn't have one because they they wanted too much they just wanted to hey, yeah come on over you know take a make an offer i'm definitely motivated i want to get rid of my house and. And then you, you go through that discovery process and you find out they want more than the house will ever sell for on the, on the real estate market. Um, but um, so when, we, when you, you go through that process, you, you get the contract and, um, and, and getting to that contract is a very small part of it. I mean, that's, you're only halfway there and, and you have to turn that contract around into a profit. You've got to uh, find someone quickly that can buy that property so the pricing of that the negotiation of of acquiring the deal is extremely important you have to be able to work with people very well that's an awesome skill set but you also have to understand what it's going to cost to fix the property what is the profit that you can make on this property uh, what is the profit that someone who's going to acquire this? Who, what's the type of buyer that's going to take this property down? Is the person going to wholetail it? Is the person going to uh, flip it? Are they going to rent it? How much money do you think they're going to want to make? Is this really going to cash flow? Is it a flood zone? I mean, there's a lot of different uh, questions that you have to you have to, to understand in order to properly negotiate it. So the skill set of understanding that is also, important. Once you've got the contract, now you've got to turn it over to somebody and you've got to market it. Now you're always looking for people to buy houses because people, uh, even buyers, their situation changes. They slow down their business. They step out for a few months. They go back in. Uh, The new people are always entering the business. And um, so you, gosh, we could, there's a thousand steps, which I won't go through them, but you can go into, let's say you've already got a buyer's list. You have to put that out to your buyers and your buyers uh, either show interest or they don't. And I've had both had people chase me down to get a deal. And uh, I got more money than we were asking for on a deal. And I've had people with crickets and you've got to go hunt for somebody. And um, I've had it where I've, I've got properties that are fantastic deals and because of my marketing that failed, I had to go hunt somebody down, and when they, when the people that saw the property, understood when they, when they really dig deep into the deals, this, this eggshell of a property that was a piece of junk, had extremely high ARV, but the pictures make it look like a piece of garbage. And let's, let's face it, wholesalers are notorious for putting out non-deals out in the market, and so when you put out something. Make sure that you're, you really have a deal because you want your reputation to show that, hey, when, when Matt or when Dan or Joe Bob, when he puts out a deal, he might, have, he might actually have one. It's not always gonna be a, a winner, but you definitely want your buyers that you have relationships with to, to understand that you are very serious and that you are trying to provide them a good service. Um, and so, yeah you know, uh, that you're going to have, you're going to have wins and you're going to have losses in that department.
0: Yeah, that's key, man. Uh, and I love how you, you know, you went over that process, you know, so you started with it. Hey, you got to, uh, you're, you're sending out the, sending out the mailers. you're sending out whatever your marketing channel is, whether it's calling or, um, sending out the mail, but at the end of the day, you're providing, um, value through solving a problem for, uh, for, the person that has the property, right? So you're solving a problem for them. Um, And then you negotiate, you got to understand what the repairs or what, you know, what value that property can bring to your end buyer, right? Um, Through how much work does it actually need? What needs to happen with the property? What type of buyer is this, is this deal even suited for, right? So you're doing a lot of analysis that way. And I think that portion right there, the underwriting of the deal is where wholesalers get a a bad name. And you mentioned it yourself. um, A lot of wholesalers are putting out stuff that is not even a deal at all. Right. Like they're just kind of throwing them out there, like hoping something sticks, but then that kind of ruins, you know, sullies your reputation, reputation as a wholesaler. Like I'm not going to look at any more of Matt's deals because you know, they're never even deals. Right. (laughs) Like they're they're always outside that. Exactly. So um, I think that's key. How, how, the underwriting portion of it, exact, um, at least how you look at it, like, hey, how much does this, how much is this need, how much um, can I sell it for to at least make some profit off of? How much, how can I provide value to both the the seller and the buyer, right? And then obviously make a little bit of money in between. So, um, yeah, man, I, I love love how you kind of broke that down. Definitely. And um, so went over went over the the wholesaling process. Um, can you kind of, I guess, just go over what your first, what your first deal was like? Cause I mean, we know that you, you did it for a year. You said you did a couple, a couple of the, a couple of deals. What did that look like? And like, what did that do for you? How long did it take? You know, how did you, you know, how did you find that lead? Like, what did the negotiation look like? Just kind of, kind of give us a once over the world with that really quick.
1: Yeah. So the, my first de- my first contract was a, uh, it wasn't a deal. I, I contracted a house at 16,000 it was at uh, maybe $20,000. And um, I, tried to, I tried to get it at 23,000. And it wasn't a deal, it was in really bad shape. There were actually people living in this house, but it was in a, 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 a lowered end neighborhood. And um, as, soon, as soon as I got that contract, I got another contract. It was another house that was vacant, $5,000 contract. It was absolutely a deal. And in the same week, I discovered that the first contract that I had was not a deal and it just made me just, I just, I was just like, not happy about it at all. just, gosh, man, I can't believe I let that lady down. I felt really bad about it. And then the other one, the other seller called me and said, uh, Hey, look, I'm not ready to sell my house. The house belonged to my mom. And uh, uh, I, I just don't want to do it. And I had just found a buyer. And so um, she still hasn't sold her house. I still follow up with her a year later, but it took me another, so that was two months into my business. It took me an additional two months to find my next deal. And I got that contract signed and I signed it a little bit high, but um, I had a great relationship with the seller and I brought in a, a partner because I was having trouble figuring out who would take it It was it was a kind of anomaly of a house it wasn't it would take a special buyer for this deal and I knew that when I when I signed it so I brought in someone who was more experienced wholesaling in the area who had a better stronger buyers list than I had said let's do this deal together so we went through it uh had to renegotiate the deal once but we found a buyer and uh, my partner made 4300 I made 4300 and I got my first deal closed. It was four and a half months, approximately five, maybe four and a half months after I started my business. But the thing that I was after at the time was I just got to get my first deal done because it's so incredibly important for my confidence level, for my proof of concept, so that my my wife sees that there's something coming in and we're not just have money coming out. All of that, it's it's it was so important. And that was the, that was, um, uh, you know, renegotiating is, it, negotiating is nerve wracking, especially when you started out. Uh, but renegotiating is, is, is also a delicate piece. And if you're, when you're doing it for the first time, you know, you're not always sure, <clears throat> you're not always sure you're doing it right if it's your first truly like sales position. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we definitely had uh, th- those things that you do for the first time are the things that are going to push you to the edge of your confidence and your abilities. And But it once you get better at it, then it, you, you're you getting better at something else. So um,
0: well, you yeah. got it done, man. So basically, you went and you, JB, for your first deal, you went and you did a joint venture. Um, and- in right. That, that's another common thing that I'm seeing a lot of wholesalers, um, do as well is Hey, especially if it's in a different market. Right. Um, cause there's a lot of people that are doing, um, like virtual wholesaling. One way they easily get into a new market that they don't know is just by JVing with someone. And, uh, what that is, is you take your deal and you're like, Hey, I got a deal under contract. Now I got to figure out how to, uh, get rid of it or how, how to sell it. Right. Um, and what they'll do is they'll uh, reach out to a wholesaler in that area or uh in your area and um basically present the deal. Hey, do you have a buyer? I have a lead, do you have a buyer? Let's let's do it together and then we can split the profits essentially, or however you however you work that. But that's that's a great way to do it. And um it's it's really interesting. I love hearing, you know, this this whole. You know your thought process and how you're doing things because, like I said, like I'm I'm brand new too. So you're you're about nine months, well, well about eleven months ahead of me, right? So um, it's it's interesting to hear that, and I love that it's still so fresh, you know, in your in your mind that you can actually recall some of those like finer details, right? um So that's awesome, man. Um, so just kind of wrapping up a little bit, right? I, I, again, it's all fresh in your mind right now. You're you're still you're still getting those systems together and, and figuring out what's going to really work for you, right? What is one piece of advice you'd have for someone that is, um, that is in, that, in that space and they're like, man, I, I realize something is not, not there yet. I'm missing something. What's one piece of advice you'd have for a person in that space um, th- to help them kind of push them through?
1: Never stop. Never stop learning. Never stop uh, taking the action, because you're you're the the when you're working when you're in. Here's the thing: a lot of people get caught in that analysis paralysis stuff. You know, you you you're gonna go read books, you're gonna watch YouTube videos, you're gonna listen to podcasts, and you're just gonna get it all figured out before you you start doing the business. That way, you don't make any mistakes. Well, that's that's impossible. You can't learn what you need to know without taking the action. And you're going to have to make some mistakes. You're just going to have to own on that. And you're, uh, uh, you don't know the right, the right questions to ask unless you're in the hunt because you haven't identified your weak points. You just have identified your expectations. So you don't know what's going to happen. You just know what you expect to happen. And when it doesn't happen the way you thought it was, you have to, you have to take that information and say, how do I, how do I learn what this, how to deal with this problem that we have? Small little tiny differences will be, uh, the small problems and how you deal with them will be very important to you uh, making money in, in any business. It's, it's the differences, the little things that you do in relationships and in processes and handling money that are going to be the difference in whether or not uh, you're successful, what you're trying to do. So take action. And that's how you're going to learn, but you, but you, you still have to go in and do the podcasts and, and listen to them and, and watch YouTube videos on it and listen and read books. But you do that at a particular time when you're not taking action. So yeah, yeah.
0: that's a key, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, you're right. Analysis paralysis is real, man. Like uh, you can get stuck in reading all the books and all listen to all the podcasts and YouTube channel. Now, while that is necessary, right? Um, the length of time in which you do it is, is you know, the part that gets people caught up. So um, at a certain point, you got to go actually take that leap, you know, jump into the water and and, and figure out how to swim, right? So um, I think that's definitely key. Excellent. Excellent point. Um, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Um,
1: you can email me at Matt L. Well, we're not going to butcher my name there. Look, uh, Instagram, Matt B. Invests at Matt B invest. And uh, that's the best spot. I mean, I like Instagram a lot more than Facebook, but Matt Bio is on Facebook, but um, my name's Matt. Let's see. B I L L E A U D. But uh, Instagram's really the best way to do so.
0: Excellent. Yeah. We'll put your, we'll put all your contacts below so uh, we we can reach out to you. And if we got a deal, uh, what, I didn't even ask you, what specific market are you in?
1: So I'm in the, the southeast Louisiana market just north yeah. of New Orleans. Okay. I'm in uh, with my partners at Blackjack. We're in Nashville, Chattanooga, Tampa, Lakeland, Pensacola. And who knows where we're going next? (laughs)
0: We're
1: taking taking over the world,
0: (laughs) (laughs) worldwide. Hey, so if 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 you're in any of those markets, right, and you're trying to figure out how you can get into wholesaling, and and reach out to Matt Bio, man, um, they can definitely help you out. So um yeah hey matt thanks so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate you man you, you dropped a lot of you know dropped a lot of information and i love again that it's still so fresh in your mind uh you're fairly fairly new at it and you're you're willing to come on and be open and honest and like kind of really explain the situation for for what it is and i really appreciate that dude
1: thanks dan I had a good time
0: all right man um If you're listening to this on podcast, make sure you leave us a review. We really appreciate those. If you are on YouTube and you're watching our beautiful faces here, you know, leave us a uh, comment below. Hit the notification bell, hit the share button and hit the like button. We really appreciate that. Um, Other than that, this is Dan Nguyen signing off.